0: Hey guys, welcome to Living Life Unapologetically with me, Miss Big Stick. Good morning. Welcome to today's episode, Your Voice Matters. Today we are fixing to get TMI. We are going deep down in the nitty gritty of being a health advocate for yourself and why it matters so much. We're going to get into it today. And here on this podcast, we use real words for real bodies. So here's your warning. Today, we're talking about vaginas, ovaries, boobs, uteruses, pelvic floor, and things like that. So let's get into it right now. Our gut instincts are a real thing a mother's intuition, a gut instinct, whatever you want to call it, those are real. And you should listen to them. I'm just saying, hear me out. I have had times where I was like, my body is not right. There is something wrong. I've seen a doctor, the doctor's like, no, everything's fine. Um, and I lived that way for years. Finally, I was like, something isn't right. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Well, I mean, if you want to see a specialist, I'll send you to one boom ended up having three major surgeries and one surgery. That is why I'm telling you being your own health advocate is important. Having your voice heard is important. So I have a couple of things that I wanted to break down and discuss. Our bodies are changing. They change all the time. From the time that we were younger, preteens going through puberty, from puberty to having children so just going through pregnancy pregnancy having our children and then going through post um what is it postpartum our bodies are always changing guess what when it's time when we're done having kids eventually we're going to go through menopause after menopause you have it, you there's literally throughout our whole lives our hormones are changing all of it So if you can't advocate, if you're not an advocate for yourself and what's going on, you're going to have a problem. You're going to struggle. So let's go over that today. The first thing I wanted to talk about, no, I have three different things I want to talk about. Um, I wanted to break down um, hormonal issues and changes and what to look for. And maybe this is something you guys are going through now is hormonal issues and hormonal changes. And you don't even realize that that's what's going on. Um, I want to talk about pelvic floor and I want to talk about breast implant illness, which some people think is a crock of sham, but I'm here to tell you after living through it and living through it and after I'm here to tell you, it's a real thing. And let's go over that too. Picture this 2011, young me bright eyed thinking I needed bigger boobs in the world. The world just would be a better place if I had bigger chi right? If my boobs were bigger, guys would like me more. They wouldn't say I look like a 12-year-old boy anymore. Things that you hear when you're younger, they they stick with you, right? I was like a 32, double A, uh, there was no cleavage, nothing. And with the way society worked and the magazines and the way women are portrayed, we were that was just it. Boobs were, was the thing. So I thought if I could call myself now and be like, Hey girl, let's just skip them boobs. Okay. Let's just love ourselves. you look fine. You think those clothes are going to fit better afterwards? No, ma'am. They're not. You look beautiful. God made you the way you are. Let's just skip this one. Okay. But I can't do that. So as I got, I got those, I, nothing was wrong. I was like oh girl nothing's everything's fine they look great let's move on so that's why i wanted to discuss this is because i thought man nothing's wrong oh i got some headaches well we all get headaches oh my back is sore well i worked out or maybe it's just my posture or little things like that Mm -mm. within about four years i would say it was probably let's see. I had my implants in 2011. Adley was born in 2012. I would say within the first three years, I started having major headaches, major, major back pain. I started getting like, um, mood swings, but Hey, we can, all of these little things, you can give an excuse to something else. Never would I ever have thought over the next few years these signs and symptoms were just going to get worse and worse and worse so quickly i'm going to go through this checklist that the doctors will give you to go over which are the most common signs and symptoms of breast implant illness um there's numbness and tingling in the arms and legs joint or muscle pain hair loss memory loss or difficult concentrating dry eyes blurred vision chronic fatigue Breast pain, rashes and hives, new food sensitivities and intolerances, flu-like symptoms, difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, diagnosis of new autoimmune disease. Most commons are being diag. Uh, most common was like being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, Graves disease, um, or Hashimoto's, celiac disease. Um, anechulosis spondylitis systemic lupus progressive systemic scler- uh, sclerosis and vasculitis so it's any like being diagnosed with any type of new autoimmune dis- um, disease that you didn't have prior to getting implants this could happen years after having implants it could be two years three years four years or 10 your body is constantly fighting something new inside you we're going to keep in this is not all of them we're going to keep going Additional symptoms that could be correlated with BII is weight gain or weight loss, easy um, bruising and slow healing of wounds, um, swollen and tender lymph nodes in the breast area under arms, throat, neck, or groin, new ringing of the ears, heart palpitations, metallic taste of the mouth, oral thrush on your tongue, so it's a white tongue, night sweats, insomnia, estrogen, progesterone imbalance, diminishing hormones, early menopause, burning pain around the chest or wall of the breast, cold and discolored hands and feet foul body odor muscle twitching vertigo frequent urination y'all we're still going chronic neck and back pain photosynthesis light sensitivity nail changes so you're crackling you're like nails are starting to crack and splitting they're not growing uh swelling edema around the eyes slow muscle recovery after physical activity gastrointestinal and digestive issues uh like chemical sensitivities for smell New or persistent infections like viral, bacterial, fungal infections, reoccurring sinus or yeast or UTI infections, throat clearing, cough, difficulty swallowing, choking, chronic inflammation, headaches, dizziness, migraines, mood swings, emotional uh, instability, anxiety, uh, panic attacks, and depression, hypo or hyperthyroidism, hypo or hypoadrenal symptoms, symptoms or diagnosis of fibromyalgia. I mean, whoa. (laughs) fibromyalgia um, being symptoms or diagnosed with uh, POTS symptoms or diagnosis of mast cell activation disorder, which is also MCAS. Y'all, that is a lot of crap. Those are a lot of things. And a lot of people look at that and go, yeah, so it's just a little, a bunch of random things that nobody can diagnose. So they just give it this and uh, just blame it on the boobs. Um, over 89% of women who complain about BII, um, a lot of people are now calling it BIL, but it's BII, breast implant illness, um, who have had their implants removed, saw their symptoms improve within three months after having them removed. That's over 89% of women who have their implants removed, saw improvement or symptoms gone within three months of having the babies gone. Okay, so... It's, here's the way I look at it. When I started going through this checklist, I had numbness and tingling in my in my arms and hands. I had joint and muscle pain. I didn't have the hair loss. I had the memory loss and difficulty concentrating. Brain fog was the worst symptom of mine. Worst. Um, I don't know about the dry, I don't remember about the dry or, uh, uh, or blurred vision. Chronic fatigue, I was always tired. My boobs hurt um, food sensitivities and intolerances. Um, I had shortness of breath a lot. I didn't have any of the autoimmune disease that I could tell you. I didn't have the weight gain. I had easy bruising. I had swollen lymph nodes or they weren't swollen, but they were really tender ringing in the ears, heart palpitation. Yup. Yup. Um, night sweats and insomnia. Yes. Mine was right here. Diminishing hormones, early menopause. I actually, but right before I had my implants removed, I was about to be, they were diagnosing me with an autoimmune disorder that was attacking my ovaries and throwing me into menopause. I was 34, 34 when they were telling me this, well, what could cause this? It's just, it's just an autoimmune disease. Um, so let me tell you, when you put these implants in your chest, whether you go above the muscle or behind your body creates a capsule out of scar tissue. So when you have something in your body that is a foreign object, your body is consistently attacking it. So that is what causes all of these other symptoms. Okay. So when I started finding out all of these things and going through this and reading it, my options were one go, that's not real. I get headaches because I'm this, and give all of these symptoms and signs a reason other than what it could be, and just go. You know what? I'm gonna live with them because I am, because I have them. I'm afraid to have smaller boobs. That was option one. So the option one was just to not do anything about it. Option two was to have them removed and replace them with new ones because they say you know with saline, it's every ten years, and that's where I was coming up. I was up. I think I was already up. Yeah, ten years. And have new ones in and see if the signs and symptoms were better. Or three, have them removed completely and live the body that God gave me. Those are my three options. It cost me less than $3,000 to have these, re- these in. And it cost me almost six to just have them removed. This was a big deal. Wow. The thought of that. My doctor and used drains. So the amount of people that were like, that's not a real thing. You're crazy. I would never do that. I have all these signs and symptoms, but it has to be something else. So I decided to have them removed. It wasn't worth it for me. The change in my face, the change in my skin, because that's not on here, but the change in the elasticity of your face, the coloring, the discoloration, the, the darkening of your eyes, like the, your actual color of your eyes, Those are all on there too. They're not on the list. They're on another list. There's so many different lists. So I had my implants removed and I will never forget just waking up from surgery and looking at Justin and going, my chest feels so much lighter. Like, do you know when you have angst, when you get really anxious and you have anxiety and you like, man, it feels like something's just sitting on my chest. Like, I wish this elephant would just get up and let me breathe. And it's all like, I was in tears. Like I just felt so much better, even after coming out of anesthesia, even after just being cut on and sitting here with drains hanging out the side of my boobs. Right. I felt amazing. It was one of the easiest surgeries I have ever had. And let me list, I, I could have, I could list these surgeries and you would be shocked, but this Having them removed was the easiest surgery by far. And I would do it all over again and again, just to feel better and to not have all of that going on. So, um, my surgery was like six 30 in the morning. I was home and in bed at my house by 10 AM. I felt Great. My implants went, so I told you before surgery, I went from a 32 double A when I woke up the next day after all the swollen, well, after all the swelling was gone within a few months, I was a 32 double D. After, you know, having children, I went down to a 32 B, a bounce from a 32 BC. And that's where I was until I had them removed. And now I'm back to a nice 32, a And it is what it is. But guess what? Within the first 30 days, the brain fog was was not completely gone, but it was over halfway gone. Um, The change in the color of my eyes within 24 hours, the hormone imbalance was changed within 30, probably within three months. I could go through this list. And the only thing that I, that I have every now and then is headaches. Um, And that is because I hold all my tension and all the stress in my neck and my shoulders. Um, And before, even after a massage or an IV, like nothing would help help. Now those things will help. I don't have the, I'm not being thrown into early menopause. I don't have anything attacking my ovaries anymore. My ovulation doesn't hurt. Like There's all of these things that are just gone with no explanation other than guess what? these are gone. I got one of the best, um, compliments the other day. And she said, Brittany, the change in you, since your implants, I, she was like, the only thing I could think of is, is the change started when you had your implants removed. You're, you are so much more level headed. You don't snap as easy. You're just in such a better mood. Your thought processes are so different. And she was like, maybe it was that toxicity because a lot of people that have their implants removed and have them tested, the capsules come back positive for staff, mold, all kinds of things. I actually had mine tested. Mine came back positive for um, a specific mold. Um, they were disgusting. They are completely gone now. I left them in a bag, in a uh, a sealed bag they turned black and every single bit of that saline is gone. There's no leak. It's just gone, completely gone. So if you have implants and you have any of these types of signs or symptoms and you have tried everything, you've been diagnosed with any type of autoimmune system disease, I I highly, highly recommend you just giving that thought. Think outside the box if you've tried everything else really give it a chance think about it what's the worst thing you happen you could have them taken out nothing changes within a year and then you have the opportunity to put them back in eventually if you wanted to i mean think about that for real if uh, just going through the opportunity to just have those removed to change your life forever why not try and now don't get me wrong i did not create this episode to try to coerce you into having your implants removed or to coerce you to not have implants ever, ever put in. But if I can prevent one person, just one person from getting implants put in to prevent them from having this issue, then this episode, this part of my episode was worth it. If you have implants and you're like, girl, you are crazy. There is nothing wrong with me. I love you. And that's fine. Not everyone deals with this. Not everyone has it but most people that don't think that they have a problem are just taking their signs and symptoms and blaming it on something else. And that's just what it is. The, um, according to the aesthetic society, there is 148,000 women had their implants removed and replaced last year. Um, and over 71,000 women, 71,000 women had them removed and not had them replaced. And that percent went up over 47%. So they're starting to see a huge increase in explants without replacing the implant. This shift, they're calling it a pendulum swing. um, And they just say that it's the change in what's popular. But I think it's because you'll see a lot of women who are having them in the spotlight, having them removed for this reason. And that's why it's just now really starting to pick up and people are really learning about it. Um, Over a 10% decrease in, in implant procedures in the last year. So they have seen a 10% decrease in women getting implants over the last year. Crazy. Right. Um, but anyways, there's my discussion on that. I have been there. I had my drains for four days. Um, having them removed was not that crazy. It was super simple. I am extremely impressed with the change in my body since then. Um, but what's, The next thing I wanted to really talk, if you have any questions about that, y'all can look up um, BII, just understand that there are going to be people. um, The surgeons make money on implants and surgeries. If this is, there's so many surgeons that have come out and said, yes, we believe in this. However, not many, not everyone do this. Not everyone has this problem. And then they go around and, and offer you the statistics that they found personally. There are a lot of surgeons who are going to tell you, you are crazy. That is not a thing, but it's because this is their pocketbooks. If women stop getting implants, they don't make money on those anymore. So before I started this episode, I knew of two different implants that had already been recalled. One was the Allergan textured and the biocell. Well, now they've included more. So you have the Allergan, which are textured implants. The biocell implants, which include the um nat- I don't I'm, I'm gonna butcher this. The natural, the natural, so it's N-A-T-R-E-L-L-E. Um, their saline implant, um, their silicone implant, their 410 cohesive shaped silicone implant. So now we're up to six different implants that have already been recalled. Six. How many more are coming eventually? Just keep that in mind. Just keep all that in the back of your mind. So the next thing I really wanted to talk about is a hormonal imbalance in women. So this is gonna be something that you are probably going to deal with at some point in your life, okay? So our hormones are imbalanced when we're going through preteen areas, um, eras when we're going through puberty, right? All of those fun things. Well, as we get older and our our body starts changing, nobody really talks about the difference in You having mood swings? Oh my God, there's something wrong with you. No, it's just your freaking hormones. Our hormones shift, right? When we start our periods, our hormones shift while we're ovulating. A hormone shift is what's causing those. So yes, there are normal shifts in our hormones that are okay. They're normal. That's what causes other things that are normal in our life. You know that there are some times when your hormones are really off, They're never regulating and you could cry one second and giggle the next and they're like, girl, you are bipolar. Well, maybe it's just your hormones. Maybe instead of going and being put on some kind of antidepressants first, you go see a hormone specialist. And when I say see a hormone specialist, I mean a hormone specialist. Y'all, I went and saw my doctor. And I told him, Hey, there's something going on. There's something going on with my hormones. This is, there's something going crazy with me now. Granted, my hormone issue ended up being, I'm going to test it to my breast implants because guess what? I had them removed. My hormones are so much better. I went through getting those removed and then my hormones are just regulated themselves back again. I'm no longer being pushed into period. I was literally being told that I was about to start menopause. Yeah. But if you don't have implants and you are dealing with major hormone imbalances, there might be a time for help. You it, And sometimes if you go to a gynecologist, I'll never forget mine looking at me and saying, maybe you just need more date nights. Maybe you're just not in the mood because you're not spending time together enough. Seriously? That, that's your response? Not even like, can we check them? Nothing? This is what I mean about being your advocate, being your own voice. You need to be heard. You know if there's something going crazy. Okay. So a hormone imbalance um, occurs when hormones rise above or drop below normal levels in the bloodstream. Hormones are chemicals produced by glands and our endocrine system that tell your cells, tissues, and organs what to do. Hormones help regulate many important functions in the body. This They include mood, body temperature, your metabolism, your heart rate, your, reprodu- your reproductive cycles, your sleep, your growth, and your stress. Yeah. So hormone levels in your in us women normally fluctuate at certain times like I said such as before or during mis- uh, menstruation during pregnancy or during menopause. female hormone imbalance is common in adrenaline um, steroid hormones, growth hormones insulin estrogen progesterone um, and those are a hormone that is produced by our ovaries that helps us sleep So when these are off, you're looking at symptoms like bloating, weight gain, fatigue, mood swing, uh swings, spikes in your body temperature. These are some of many symptoms that us women face with hormone imbalances. Um, delayed or skipped periods can also cause hormone uh, be caused by hormone imbalances. Um, these imbalances can impact a personal uh, comfort, focus, health, work performance, relationships with our loved ones. Imagine. A lot of these mood swings are trouble sleeping, causing you depression, your changes in appetite, the change in your voice, an altered heart rate, soreness in your chi um, swollen face, headaches, difficult concentrating, bloating, weight gain, weight loss, um, more or less frequent ur- um, urination or bowel movement, dry skin, skin rashes, bulge in the neck, weak bones, thin hair, hair loss, sweating, changes in blood sugar, changes in sensitivity to heat and cold, thirst, vision problems, Um, an enlarged clitoris, infertility and long lasting fatigue, reduced interest in sexual activity, infertility, night sweats, trouble sleeping. This list is crazy. If you are dealing with any of this and you just know, man, something is just not right with me, with my moods, with my body, I can feel it. I highly recommend just having that talk with your gynecologist or your doctor, whoever it is that you see and find out like what your options are. It might be just a change in your eating habits. I am telling you our crap that we eat every day is full of hormones, synthetic hormones. So sometimes it literally could just be getting away from the drive through getting away with preservatives, getting away from them, because those hormones that are in there are going to change our hormones, our natural ones. So when I mean, I wanted to bring that up because thankfully mine regulated after having my implants removed, but that's not the case for everyone. And the thought that someone could be just dealing with a hormone issue that could cause a divorce, or could cause a strained relationship with someone. And all they had to do was figure out how to regulate their hormones. Oh, um, I know people that use the Rokasa hormone um, balance kit treatment kit. And they swear by it. So my mom uses it when, when I started using it when she was going through menopause. And we can tell when she doesn't have it. So there you go. I don't have a, I don't get i I'm just going to plug that in there. I don't have any codes for that, but Rocasa. A hormone balance treatment, maybe try that. But just the thought of someone sitting there at the—can you imagine talking to one of your doctors? Like, if if your doctor looks at you and gives you that kind of answer, find a new doctor. Because if I found a new doctor, then I might not have went what we're about to, went through what we're about to talk about. Um, this is where we're about to get TMI. It's about to get a little more deep and embarrassing for me, but I will take all of the embarrassment of what we're talking about next, if I can keep just one person from dealing with it ever. So here we go. And we'll have to get into that. Next week, as I finished the episode, I realized a little over an hour is a little too much for one part. So I've decided to split it into two. So next episode, we get a little more in detail, a little more TMI, but I'll take that embarrassment for you guys. I love you. And I'll see y'all next week.